Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Money FM 89.3. We talk a lot about risk over the last couple of days, especially with the events in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, really shaking up market outlooks and volatility, introducing a lot of uncertainty into a global economy that's already reeling from a number of possible risk-off events. Well, interestingly enough, COFAS has recent has released their what they call their risk barometer report, where they look at various risks across very uh, certain regions and industrial sectors, actually. Um, to, and today we're going to take a look at how all of these risks are shaping uh, outlooks now for sectors and, and major economies across the Asia Pacific. Today on Money FM Media Point Three, we're joined by Mr. Bernard Aw, who is the economist for the APAC region at COFAS, to talk to us about their recent risk barometer. Bernard, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're having a great afternoon, sir. Um, thank, thank you, John. Thank you for having me on the program. All right. So uh, looking at the report from COFAS, it says that it's going to be an extended yet still bumpy expansion and also recovery for the global economy. What are the major risks? And let's just get straight into it. What are the major risks facing this recovery and various economies across the world based on COFAS's findings? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's going to be an extended and bumpy expansion, like you mentioned. So it has been quite a complex recovery ever since you know we were hit by the onset of the pandemic two years ago. Um, we have seen a very strong rebound in global growth last year, uh, estimated at around 5.6%. And in fact, the strongest since the first oil price shock nearly um, half a century ago. But the recovery has been quite uneven. Um, across regions, across countries and sectors, and we have seen increasing and widening in inequalities. And we expect this pattern of recovery to continue this year, with the exception that the pace of recovery is going to be slower and is potentially going to face numerous and significant challenges. So there are three major risks that we are watching um, very closely, and they are all interconnected. So the first one, of course, is the how the pandemic is going to evolve um, throughout this year. The second is how commodity prices are going to, to move uh, this year. And the third is supply chain disruptions, whether we are going to see an easing in that supply chain, uh, tight supply chain conditions. Now with the Russia-Ukraine conflict, I will probably add geopolitical risks as the fourth major risk that we are watching closely. All right. And that is exactly where I want to head next, Bernard. And as you mentioned correctly, a lot of these risks seem to be intertwined. And we see that right now with the attack of Russia on Ukraine casting a lot of questions and uncertainties on various commodities, given Russia and Ukraine figuring as major um, players in various commodities. Um, you don't have to look much further than Brent crude going past 110 US dollars a barrel. Um, look, we've seen uh, crude oil futures uh, surge uh, quite remarkably and worrisomely in recent days. How is this uh, changing the outlook on commodity prices as per the barometer? Yes, in, indeed, it does change our outlook uh, a little bit. Um, so when we formulated our view um, at the start of the year, the oil market fundamentals does suggest that you know prices should ease going into the coming quarters, especially after the winter months in, in the Western countries, and because of improving demand and supply balance. And we expect 
and we expected this easing in energy prices to actually help bring the, the you know the inflation the high inflation in western economies down later in the year and at that time when we made our forecast we were aware that geopolitical flare-ups could throw our assumptions right out the window so this is what the russia and ukraine conflict did, which added a great deal of uh, uncertainties to our outlook for commodities. So as you, you know, uh, Brent crude prices averaged around $71 per barrel last year. And we are now looking at, on average for this year, at around $100. And this expectation, our ad is subject to, as you can imagine, to a lot of uncertainty and really depends on how long the conflict will last, how severe the damage the international sanctions will do to Russia, which accounts for 10% of the global crude market, and also the damage the attack will do to Ukraine. And for Asia Pacific, we estimated that every $10 increase in crude prices is associated on average with an addition of 0.5 percentage points to headline inflation rates. Wow. Wow. That's a big uh, jump, actually. And just shows how important the surge in crude oil price is going to be for a number of these risks, key risks that uh, Kofas has outlined. Now, I want to take a look at the barometer from a sectoral standpoint. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the, the barometer surveys about 13 sectors. In that report, though, I want to zero in on construction, which is facing some of the bigger risk pressures in terms of business defaults. Why is this the case, Bernard? Well, um, there are a few developments that make the uh, business environment for construction more difficult. So the first is quite clear that um, 2022 is going to be a year of interest rate hikes, most notably in the US. Um, And when interest rates goes up, uh, it means a higher financing cost for the companies. And we think that the most exposed companies to higher interest rates are sectors whose business model is based on projects. So these are your construction sector. And second, the construction sector is already being threatened by, you know, increased prices of materials and input, uh, uh, the, the, the key inputs, and as well as the pressure on, on wages due to uh, labor shortages in many geographies, including here in Singapore. So we continue to see a high risk of business defaults in construction for most regions around the world, including for Asia Pacific. All right. Uh, we're still speaking to Bernard All, economist for the Asia Pacific region at COFAS, to talk about COFAS's recent risk barometer report here on Money FM 89.3. Now, Bernard, even at the start of this year, the big theme for Asia Pacific markets, arguably also, is the slowdown we're seeing out in China and the world's second largest economy on itself facing a number of risks from property defaults, tech crackdowns, and others. Um, share with us Kofas's overall assessment of the of China as a country and how might its issues impact other countries and economies in the region. Absolutely. So, so it is indeed a, a major theme, but but of course now somewhat overshadowed by the Ukraine conflict. But I think it's still important to keep an eye on on China. Um, so many of the factors behind China's slowdown is self-inflicted. Uh, you know, things like tightening regulations on the property sector, on the internet platforms, on the technology companies, as well as decarbonization efforts, uh, zero COVID policy, which all contribute to a weak con- consumption growth or consumption recovery. And our assessment of China is that they are in a bit of a pickle in 2022. Incidentally, also a year of great political importance. Uh, as you know, the twice a decade party congress is going to be held later this year. 
So the extent of the economic stimulus policies that China's leadership has planned for this year, as well as the growth targets, if they announce any, will give us an indication of whether China is heading for a soft or hard landing this year. And we will get clues on this from the upcoming annual parliamentary meeting starting this Friday, 4th of March. And you know, with China still at the center of the Asia production network, this means that its slowdown will reverberate across the, the, the region, resulting in reduced demand for raw materials and intermediate goods, you know, as well as its continued zero COVID policy could affect uh, tourism recovery in the region. Mm-hmm. So the other risk I'm also thinking top of my head in about two weeks, the Fed's much anticipated March meeting, and we're talking about the U.S. Federal Reserve. But as we've seen recent events, could easily complicate the Federal Reserve's decision um, and also their path and to how hawkish they might actually be. How vulnerable are emerging markets to the uncertainty from the Fed's decision? We are expecting them to still uh, stay on the course for t- to tighten policy. But again, a lot of things could change because of the recent events with Russia and Ukraine. Um, well, so so the Federal Reserve Chairperson uh, Jay Powell has said that you know he's he's expecting a twenty five basis point rate hike uh, in in March. Uh, so I think the series of rate hikes is going to continue. It's just like you mentioned, how much rate hikes they are going to going to put, and what is the impact on emerging markets? And history suggests that the negative effect of U.S. rate hikes on emerging markets is amplified during times of slower economic growth, uh, which I believe is the most likely scenario this year. So global growth this year will not only be slower as as we discussed earlier, but also led by advanced economies rather than emerging markets for the first time in a number of years. But the emerging markets vulnerability to Fed tightening varies widely across the, the region. So depending on a number of factors, such as uh, their current account balances, the strength of the foreign currency reserves, the size of the external debt, and the real interest rate differences with the US. So based on these factors, for emerging Asia, the most resilient economies to Fed tightening that we think are China, South Korea, and Taiwan, uh, while the least resilient would be Indonesia, India, uh, and the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot really to digest there. I'd like to thank Bernard, all economists for the Asia Pacific region at Colfast for, for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 and sharing Colfast's outlook uh, or risk barometer report. Um, uh, Bernard, uh, a pleasure to speak with you. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, do stay safe, sir, and we, uh, we, we hope you have a great rest of the week ahead. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.